Mass poisonings, and our kids are paying the price. This is a war against America by the Chinese Communist Party. In this special report, we look at how fentanyl is making its way into counterfeit prescription drugs and candy, how the Chinese regime has turned pills into weapons of mass destruction, and what concerned citizens can do. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. From prescription drugs to the most popular Halloween candy, the Chinese regime has found a way to turn these into poison. We've never seen in the history of this country the amount of dead kids and dead Americans from this poison. We've never had this happen in the history of America, where so many people are being poisoned by substances that are created in labs, made in labs outside the U.S. The CDC notes the number of deaths skyrocketed up to over a hundred thousand in 2021. That's the highest ever recorded in one year. It translates into one death roughly every five minutes. It's gotten so bad that these deaths are now relabeled. We don't call them overdoses now. We call them poisonings, and there's mass poisonings all over the country, and over 70 percent of them involve fentanyl. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that's 50 times more potent than heroin. As for how deadly it can be, it is highly, highly deadly in the sense of a very small amount. We're talking about your your, your pinky nail of your finger. The small amount of dose is so powerful. That's former ICE special agent Victor Avila. He notes it's so addictive you don't even have to take a fentanyl-laced pill to feel the effects. Also, our first responders, a lot of them have been、uh, exposed to it by absorbing it or by touching it, and sometimes that'll make them go into a relapse of an overdose. And so we have a lot of issues with our first responders being very alert as to、uh, when they come in contact with it. Given just how strong these pills are, there's a new culprit in town that's helping conceal it, and it's called rainbow fentanyl. Derek Maltz, former Drug Enforcement Administration special agent in charge, explains. We just had a seizure up in Hartford, Connecticut. It was the DEA task force. They seized 15,000 pills, fake pills of fentanyl, but they were actually in boxes of Nerds and Skittles, which are two of the most popular candies around Halloween. So they're they're putting it in the packaging. Doesn't mean they're going to sell it to kids. But they're they're trying to move their drugs without getting caught. But unfortunately, those packages could be left around in a house, and some kid innocently picks it up and starts trying to eat the candy, and it's deadly fentanyl. So we've had plenty of kids in America dying in their houses. One concern is with Halloween coming up. They're sending these pills and these rainbow-colored, candy-looking like uh, uh, pills that will attract any child. But that's not all. Maltz notes it's more than just candy fentanyl is hiding in. They're also making little chunks of chalk. It looks like sidewalk chalk, but it's fentanyl. It's like colored. It looks like colored ch、uh, chalk. It's blocks, you know. And so kids can inadvertently pick that stuff up too. So it's becoming very dangerous. Why is fentanyl being found in candy and chalk? Avila says it's the cartels expanding their market. Very, very、uh, alarming to know that your child can take a piece of candy that is counterfeit by the cartels through the help of China, and it is a fentanyl pill that could possibly cause them death. 
Maltz adds it's all part of a marketing strategy. But now what's happening is the Mexican cartels have implemented a strategic and deceptive marketing campaign looking to drive addiction and drive profits. And they're going after the kids because the kids are obsessed with their smartphones and they're operating on the social media apps all day. And now it's become very easy to buy these pills online and you get them delivered right to your house. And there's many cases around America where kids are found in the bedrooms, blue in the face, dead. The Drug Enforcement Administration recently issued a warning about these pills called One Pill Can Kill. And he notes the recent trend in victims is only getting younger. And unfortunately, a lot of young Americans are dying as young as 12 or 13 years old because they're able to buy this stuff now online. The pills are very popular because in America, you know, pills are, you know, thought about as like a drug from the doctor. That's a very important drug. If you have anxiety, you take Xanax. If you have attention deficit disorder, you take Adderall. If you have pain, you take some Oxy or Percocet. He also cites how easy it is to buy the pills from social media and how it's led to an increase in America's youth buying laced pills. But if it's prescribed by the doctor, that's cool. If you're getting it from Walgreens and CVS, that's good. But if you're buying it online, most likely it's fentanyl and it will kill you. Back to the rainbow fentanyl, does the color make a difference? But it's all the same stuff. In this case, it's deadly poison coming from Mexican labs run by primarily two cartels south of the border, the Sinaloa cartel and the cartel Jalisco New Generation, which is basically the two most powerful drug cartels. And I don't even want to call them drug cartels anymore because they're terrorist organizations that are selling this poison not only in America, but in other parts of the world. Now, as for where these pills are coming from, Maltz notes. The majority of the fake pills are being produced in Mexico, in Canada, and also in the United States. In many cases, the Mexican cartels will just produce a powdery substance that's fentanyl. They will send the fentanyl powdery substance into America, and then American kids are buying pill presses online, and they're making their own fake pills in their houses throughout this country. But Mexico isn't doing it alone. Those cartels are getting help from a country thousands of miles away. China definitely helping them with the precursors and the chemicals. And as, as of late, I've heard that China is even bringing in the counterfeit, the counterfeit pills already ready to be distributed already from China. And so uh, China is even helping in that sense that not even the cartels have to produce it in Mexico. Um, they will bring it in ready to go and uh, give it to the cartels to distribute through the channels. Experts note it's important to keep an eye on what's happening in neighboring countries because it has a direct impact on Americans' daily lives. That's the source, uh, you know, 95% of the fentanyl is coming through our southern border. And because of the conditions that we have in this open border uh, policy under this administration, it is coming through. You are seeing record numbers of seizures of fentanyl. But that, uh, although those seizures are great, it's only an indication of how much is actually pouring into the country. But Avila notes, with the open border and the leer of profits, we're now seeing something unprecedented, human and drug traffickers working together. The human smuggling of the individuals and the drugs was always very separate. 
uh, when I worked, uh, you know, I worked the border for 20 years, and those were very separate entities. It was the drug cartels dealing with their drugs, and the human smugglers separate dealing with the humans. Well, now the cartels have taken over all of it. They've noticed how much it is, uh, how much money there is in smuggling these individuals, plus some of it into human trafficking conditions where they turn into the human smuggling into exploitation uh, purposes of these of these individuals. Um, in some cases, absolutely, they're using the illegal aliens to transport those drugs. But experts note something even more concerning. Fentanyl isn't the most deadly. There's something else coming across the border. New synthetic opioids that make fentanyl seem weak in comparison. Adenitazine, isonitazine, they're very powerful synthetic opioids. Actually, they're um, 10 to 20 times more powerful than fentanyl. It's important to keep in mind that fentanyl is already 50 times more potent than heroin and up to 100 times more potent than morphine. But what's the motive driving all this? It all comes down to money. But over the last four, five, six years, we started seeing the emergence of Chinese nationals in America who were picking up millions and millions of dollars in cash and laundering the money for the drug cartels. And they've created a way more effective and efficient system to get the cartels what they need quickly. They have trade-based money laundering schemes. They're using encrypted apps, WeChat, WeChat Pay. They're using their bank accounts in China to move money back and forth after they get cash here in America. The sad part is you have all these, uh, not all, but we have many Chinese national students coming into America on visas that are actually being used to pick up money and deliver money to Chinese businessmen. So it's really, really getting worse. And there's not a lot of reports, but there was a report last month about how the Chinese Communist Party are buying billions of dollars worth of land, real estate, and property in America. And then if you look at some of the other stats, the majority of those purchases are in cash. Coming up, Chinese people are buying up land and real estate in the U.S., and most of the purchases are paid in cash. But Beijing doesn't allow Chinese citizens to move more than $50,000 in cash out of the country. So where's all this money coming from? In the second half of our special report, experts break down how even money laundering comes into play and what can be done to stop it. More on that after the break, here on China in Focus. Speaking of all that cash, there's an issue. The Chinese regime doesn't let Chinese people get more than $50,000 in cash out of their Chinese banks into America. So where does all the cash come from? Chinese uh, nationals are getting cash here from the money laundering of the drug cartels. So they're using drug cartel money to buy real estate, to buy property. They're also buying houses all over the West Coast and they're making indoor grow operations to sell very high pure marijuana that's destroying the brains of young Americans as well. So the Chinese national, the criminals are involved in a lot of aspects of this drug crisis, but they're smart because now they're operating behind and under the radar and they're letting the cartels do all the dirty work. Given the threat to national health and national security, what can be done? 
John Mills, retired Army colonel and former director of cybersecurity at the Defense Department, says to hit them where it hurts. So it's you got to cut off the ATM. You got to cut off the cash flow to, to, to China. You got to, you know, have extreme maximum pressure campaign to cut off the financial flows to uh, to China. Uh, and you also all, all trade measures should just be absolutely aggressive because they will get it once they are held accountable. As for how to hold them accountable, experts note there is power in labels. We've been asking for a declaration uh, from Congress and other members of the U.S. government to declare the Mexican cartels as terrorists, because that's what they are. Just to be clear, in the history of this country, we have never seen this amount of dead Americans from any terrorist organization. So if the cartels aren't terrorists, what the hell does the terrorist mean? What does that mean anymore? They are destroying our families and our communities. Avila adds there have been some steps taken in that direction. There's some uh, police departments and district attorneys uh, along the, the country that I've spoken with that are, are now treating these fentanyl poisonings as a homicide and directly related to that person that sells that, that, that counterfeit pill will, will then charge them with that type of crime. And that's a good thing. We want to hold these people accountable because it is related directly to a death. Now, uh, the designation as cartels, as foreign terrorist organizations is a good thing. The governor of Texas recently uh, signed an executive order doing just that. Uh, we're gonna see how that turns out, but eventually I think we need it done at the federal level under the State Department to categorize some of these cartels, just like ISIS, the Taliban, uh, and Al-Qaeda, because that's exactly what they are. They're terrorist organizations. The difference is they're working out of Mexico and they're present in our country and 50 uh, plus countries around the world as well. But that's at the state and country level. As for the children who are becoming the targets of these deadly pills, experts note education is vital. But we have to educate everybody in elementary school, middle school, and even high school. By the time they get to high school, it's actually too late. So we have to go to the earlier uh, ages. We got to get professional athletes, social media influences. We have to get celebrities. We have to get role models to bombard social media with these notices about fentanyl. Right now, the problem is kids in America are not watching mainstream media. They're not watching cable news. They're not watching internet news. They're watching the reels on TikTok and on Instagram and they're on Snapchat, but we're not getting the messages to them. That's the problem. Avila notes with Halloween coming up, education is becoming even more important. Uh, even in my own family, we've been just saying, listen, you have to educate your children. This is not this is not the same times that uh, that we have experienced before. And unfortunately, this is the reality that uh, we must take. Uh, if you're going to have uh, Halloween and, and fine, is go out there and, and do your their thing. But make sure that whatever candy your children are consuming, or even yourself, that you know that it's come from a prepackaged uh, at the store, something that you can verify that maybe open yourself. Nothing that is loose or that you have no idea where this came from. There's no reason to be taking loose candy from anyone, even, uh, even at uh, Halloween time. Even beyond Halloween, it's become a daily concern. Now keep in mind that the DEA has determined that 40% of the pills that they seized and analyzed contain a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. 
So that's really, really scary. This is a chemical attack on our country. And unfortunately, you don't hear too much about it coming out of Washington, D.C. DEA and the law enforcement agencies are doing a great job at seizing all this stuff and arresting people. But that's not going to stop the death and destruction. We need to destroy those labs in Mexico. Avila adds. The fentanyl is something that is uh, uh, never seen before in this country. And there's other drugs that are coming in the pipeline, like narcissin and others that we'll probably talk in the future, which is not a good thing, more powerful drugs. And this is a way, I think, uh, not just China and the cartels, but other people that do not want uh, the United States to succeed to kind of get at us. And, and it's not a good thing. We must combat them and it start at the southern border. Maltz also sheds light on the opposite side. He says if we consider the Chinese Communist Party's point of view, there's the concept of unrestricted warfare, or winning a war without the conventional weapons of warfare. From that perspective, using fentanyl to destabilize America... It's a great foreign policy for China, and that's exactly the words of the former Homeland Security Director in Congress, Michael McCall, Congressman McCall is from Texas, and he said recently that selling fentanyl to America is a great foreign policy for China. So that's really how I feel. We know from our casework in the past with the Afghani heroin traffickers that selling heroin to the West is equivalent to a jihad against America. So it's the same concept, just a different drug and a more deadly drug. But as for holding the Chinese regime accountable, it's not something the U.S. can do alone. I wish there was more uh, of that enforcement, especially at the in the Mexican side of, you know, uh, because they have these uh, connections in Mexico. We know that Mexico's corrupt is allowing them to uh, bring in these chemicals. But because of certain kinds of corruption, the Chinese regime has a heavy presence in Mexico and therefore having access to the United States because of uh, the lawlessness that's happening in Mexico and along the border as well. And not only with, the, with the, the drug sales and the precursors and all that that we're talking about, but China has also gained a lot of access to the United States through that southern border. Uh, they've come into our country and purchased large amounts of property uh, uh, along the border and very vital uh, places around the country. And so it's it's a national security uh, risk. This is what this is. It's, it's a national security issue. It's a public safety issue that looking at the big picture, that's what we're supposed to be focused on. At the end of the day, Maltz notes, it's important to remember this impacts all of America and our future. It's impacting not just Republicans, not Democrats, not independents. It's impacting all of America. And it's probably, in my lifetime, the biggest day-to-day -day threat to our country and the future generation. If they're killing off all our kids, what's going to happen, you know, five, ten years from now? Who's going to be in the Air Force? Who's going to be in the DOD? Who's going to be the police officers? Who's going to be the doctors, the lawyers, the pilots, the construction workers, the teachers, the nurses? We're going to have a void. Given all that's at stake, experts warn there's a multitude of steps that need to be taken, and taken fast, from educating our children, to securing the border, to intercepting and stopping the cash flow to the Chinese communist regime. If those steps aren't taken, it's not just our lives that will be disrupted, it will be our kids. And there won't be a future generation.
That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus@ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.